sorry I screamed. Welcome to yet another episode of the V Single Podcast. I am your host, Allison Stevenson, and if you don't already know, this is a podcast about a little bit of everything related to love, dating, sex, relationships, being single, obvi, relationships, womanhood, other stuff. I don't know. It, you know. A little bit of everything. It's 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 a little bit about me too, you know. Cause, uh, what are we gonna do? It's just I need attention. Anyway, I apologize to my listeners um, for the delay in a new episode. Um, you know, this is probably gonna be a more common occurrence. I think a new episode will come out. Every other week instead of weekly because I have like a big girl job now and it's every day and I find it harder and harder to um, get myself on a consistent schedule. Um, But I'm, you know, I'm going to do my best. We're doing it. Doing my best here. Because uh, I definitely don't want to stop doing the podcast. So, uh, yeah. So, every other week, plan on more so than uh, weekly. Um, this is going to be another Just Me episode. I promise a guest will be back. Uh, I'm going to get, I got a few guests lined up. We're just figuring out dates. So, um, next episode, we'll very likely have a guest. Um, and so it's another Just Me episode. I guess this will be my my intro of sorts. I I don't have a lot of life updates. Um, I I'm over I'm over dating again. Don't don't we love how this just comes and goes in waves? Like I was all about it. I was all over field. I was going on all these dates. You know, being my horny self, uh, meeting meeting some nice fellas on on field mostly, and you know I'm still on it, but I'm just not. I'm not feeling it like I was. I and I think work has a part uh, has a part to to do plays a part in why that is. Like I've just been very consumed by my job and needing money and, you know, working events at my job and then also doing comedy shows and then trying to have a social life. It's like dating is kind of the last thing on my list, especially if it's guys that I'm like, you know, none of these they're not gonna be my boyfriend, you know? Most likely. Like, let's be real, if I'm meeting them on field, the chances are slim, right? You know, a lot of guys see it as a very casual kind of fuck app, which, you know, I know it's not just that, but a lot of the guys I've been interacting with kind of view it that way, and obviously there's nothing wrong with that. When I'm in, when I'm in the mood to do that, I'm all over it, and I'm having a good time. But, um, yeah, it's just not a priority for me right now. So I'm like not, not really as horny as I was. I'm not really, 
preoccupied with thoughts of dating at all, really. Um, which isn't great for a dating podcast, sorry, but, um, but it's the truth, you know, I'm here to tell the truth. Um, yeah, dating is just kind of the last thing on my mind and I like that. I like that I'm not really consumed with thinking about, you know, who am I gonna, what, who am I gonna meet? Am I gonna meet somebody? Uh, am I gonna get a boyfriend? Like, it just doesn't really matter to me that much right now and I'm not even like craving that kind of intimacy I and I'm not just talking like sexual I guess I'm just talking like romantic like I'm just not in a romantic mood right now and I know this is gonna change like it always does it's it's always like waves it's always like I'll have a few months where I'm like, yes, let's tear the town up. Let's date, date, date. Let's let's make dating my number one priority in life. And then that dies down. It gets old. And, you know, a lot of patterns repeat. are just like, yeah, okay, all right, whatever. And then it's back to, hey, I'm going to lay low and not really care about this. See what comes my way. And then, you know, nothing ever comes my way. So then it's back on the apps. And then it's back, date, 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 random, random dudes. And then the pattern, the cycle, repeats itself over and over, and then you die. So, that's life. Um, but no, I, I, oh, my AC just turned on. Let me turn it off. God damn it, I keep forgetting. Okay. I, um, I mean, obviously I'm not like, like I do... I still ultimately at my core would like to be with someone in a serious way. Um, but again, it's nice to like not feel like I need it desperately. Like I'm actually pretty happy right now. Like I even have a job and I usually hate having a real job, <laughs> but I don't hate my job. So I'm just like in a good place where I'm like, okay, I'm going to work. I'm doing stuff. I'm making some money, I'm doing comedy stuff, I'm hanging out with my friends, like, I'm just really in a, in a place where I'm very satisfied with how my life is, and just having a, a partner, a romantic partner, is just not a priority on my list right now, um, and yeah, that's a nice place to be, I mean, it's better than being like, oh, why don't I have a boyfriend, and just, like, being, you know, sad all the time, uh, but yeah, at the same time, you know, I do have, I do have one little consistent fling that I see every now and then. It's, it's very cash. I don't think it will be anything, but that's been nice too. Like I have someone I can call on when, not gonna lie, we, we did have a little, a little hang last night. So... And then I was like, cool, bye, peace out. Like, there's just no lingering, like, oh, what if we... Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where it's at. Or I guess I'm just, like, somewhat stable? <laughs> I get. I think, I guess I'm just, like, a real adult or some shit? I don't know. But, um, yeah, I... Uh, We'll see. We'll see how I feel next week. Again, these things, they can change very quickly. And they often do. 
Um, so yeah, actually, today I wanted to dedicate the episode to um, talking about something that I actually have written about in my newsletter um, that I have yet to post, but I was kind of thinking it'd be fun to do like a hybrid newsletter slash podcast thing, and I might, if this goes well, I might make it more of a thing, because if you don't know, I have a newsletter where I kind of write and talk about the same things that I talk about on this podcast, so they go well, they mesh well together, and so I kind of want to read you <laughs> a piece that I'm going to be publishing soon, um, because it's it's something that's been on my mind for a minute now, and um, it was inspired by something that happened a few months ago, and I kind of like remembered that I was inspired by this when another thing happened um, on Twitter somewhat recently. Uh, fucking, <laughs> so I, 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 I won't bury the lead here. It's about slut shaming. It's about sex. It's about sex work. It's about the rise in vitriol and hatred from men toward women who profit off of their bodies. Um, so, you know, if for whatever reason this is not something you'd want to hear or talk about, then you can go. I understand. But I want to talk about it because uh, I think it's important. And I'm noticing this trend, a rise, not a trend. It's just, it's just a rise. Like, And, and it's gotten me thinking because like, men are just so angry. Men just don't like women who do sex work. And the things that I'm seeing are just so it's just like we're going backwards in time like okay we're getting rid of Roe v. Wade (laughs) we're getting rid of sex positivity you know it's just it's really terrifying um and you know other things um that I'm uh gonna not name because I don't want to get us all depressed um but I'm going to be referencing this tweet that I saw recently from Trace Cyrus. That's right, the older brother of Miley Cyrus, who's significantly less successful and less famous. Um, he posted a photo of, like, text that he wrote. And it went somewhat viral on Twitter, which is also a garbage place. Um, so, yeah, you know what? Why don't I... I'll read you what Trace wrote. And then we'll take a break, and I'll, I'll delve into it a little more. But this is what Trey Cyrus wrote, okay? He writes, There's so many girls that do OnlyFans that have lost their chance of ever settling down with a good guy with morals. They will try and call those men insecure for having standards. They get a lot of attention from guys on OF, so they think they have options. But any guy who is so desperate to see sexual content they are willing to pay for it is a desperate loser. A lot of successful guys will sleep with those girls, but they don't want to wife them. I see a lot of these girls speaking out on this now saying they can't get a serious relationship. It's because men see the value in those girls strictly for sex, 
They don't look at those women and equate their value as a future wife, mother, or loyal partner. I know some amazing girls that are genuinely good people that do OF. I just think this independent mindset of not needing a man is extremely toxic and leads to a very lonely future. I hope more girls continue to speak up about this so other girls know the risk of getting into it. Having a good man and a family will bring you more happiness in old age than OF ever could. Oh, brother. Yeah, this sucks, right? Okay, so we're going to take a quick break. And we're going to, I'm going to dive into this and then I'm going to dive into my piece and everything will come together, okay? So stay tuned after the break. And we are back. Oof. All right. So, yeah, I, you heard what I said, what Trace Iris said, uh, that I unfortunately had to speak out loud as well. So, let's just break this down, okay? There's so many girls that do OnlyFans that have lost their chance of ever settling down with a good guy with morals. I mean, this is already a huge red flag. Um, and... God, I just, you guys probably know, if you know me and what I've been up to, you know, I've participated in fan sites. Um, I'm not currently, but um, I just, I really just hate this notion that morality has anything to do with any of this. Sex is sex, like, we all have sex. We should all have sex. I mean, a lot of people who, and a lot of these men who I'm going to be referencing probably don't have sex, which is probably at the root of why they're so angry and bitter. But in general, we like sex. We have sex. Even if we don't publicly like sex, we need to have sex to, to procreate. We masturbate. We participate. In all of we get aroused for the most I, I know that there are asexual people out there but again generalities sex should be considered like a day-to-day everyday thing it's it's like eating breakfast you know it's just the weight that we put on sex and the fear that we instill in people I think so much and, and it's happened on this podcast, too. It's happened in previous episodes with guests and, you know, things that you hear of like, well, you know, I just need to have an emotional connection to have good sex. I understand that. There is validity in that. But I think a lot of the times when we say things like that, deep down what that really is, is like, I don't want to be a slut. I don't want to be slut shamed. When we say things like, oh, I'm totally supportive of of if you want to go and, you know, have a one night stand. It's just like, I can't do that. It's like, okay, I understand. Sure, you can't, you can't do that. But, but is that really what it is? <laughs> you know, what? like, you really can't have a one night stand or you're a little judgmental and you would feel bad and guilty if you did. 
you have a little bit of internalized whorephobia or not whorephobia. You have a little bit of internalized uh, slut shaming, misogyny in you. And this is for you to think about. I can't answer that for you. But a lot of the times I do wonder, because I was in a loving relationship. I was in a long-term relationship after being single for so long. And a a piece I wrote related to this is like the way people built up having sex when you're in love with someone. Oh, relationship sex. Oh, when you're like so deeply connected to someone, the sex is just so different. Not really. I had sex in a beautiful, loving, committed, monogamous relationship with a guy who was like a great boyfriend. Finally, you know, after years of being like, ugh, these guys are being so, you know. It was fine. Yeah, it was a little better in some ways, but it was also just like a lot of other sex that I've had with guys I knew for like a week. Or a day. I think we I, I think we got to examine these things. Is this really how you feel? Or is this how you feel like you you should feel? Is this a way to protect yourself from feeling like a slut, you know? Um they will try and call those men insecure for having standards. <sighs> these men are insecure, yes, but it's not because they have standards. It's because they're misogynists and they are threatened by women who have any sort of agency or power over them. Uh, they get a lot of attention from guys on OF, so they think they have options. But any guy who's so... This is this is what really gets me. Any guy who is so desperate to see sexual content they are willing to pay for it is a desperate loser. This is such a... This should be the biggest red flag you've ever seen in your life. Paying for porn is being a desperate loser. Doing the ethical thing and paying for pornography on these types of platforms that are mostly, you know, self-run businesses. These are small businesses. Like, each and every creator on these sites is their own, you know, they might have help, they might have management, but they're their own business. Supporting women who own their own businesses, who run their own business is pathetic and desperate. You're a loser for financially supporting women who make you horny. Interesting. A lot of successful guys will sleep with those girls, but they don't want to wife them. (sighs) You know, what are we going to do about that? I don't know what to say about that. I, I know it's not true, but there probably are a lot of men who agree with Trace. Um, But those aren't men you should date. If a man really does judge you for participating in something like OnlyFans, that's not the man you're meant to be with. That's not the man for you. I see a lot of these girls speaking out on this now saying they can't get a serious relationship. I know so many creators on these sites who are in loving relationships, so already, no. Um, okay, I'm going to, there's a lot here. I, I'm going to just skip a few things. 
I just think this independent mindset of not needing a man is extremely toxic. Oh my God. It leads to a very lonely future, says Trace. Um, and now he wants other women to speak up on this. Now he wants other women to say, yes, this is bad. Uh, having a good man in a family will bring you more happiness in old age than OF ever could. I don't know. I know a lot of women on OF who are millionaires. <laughs> Not a lot of good men can do that. <laughs> um, and what if you don't want a family? What if you don't want kids? This is just such a, a very simplistic, traditional trad view of men and women and the kind of future we should be having. Um, it's so awful, and I hate it. And obviously this guy's a fucking idiot. But uh, I want to bring it back to something... I was noticing on TikTok many months ago. Um, so I'm going to read you this and I'll probably skip around because it's this is going to be in my newsletter soon. Um, it's not a completely finished draft, but I kind of like this idea of like we're working on stuff here on the podcast and then we'll all get to read like the final version together. So we're, we're going to like take this as we go. We'll see. Um, so, yeah, I, I was writing in my newsletter um, about a trend that I saw many months ago where women on TikTok, mostly women uh, who are like OnlyFans creators or, you know, just on fan sites, were posting about, and it was like a trend. So it was like a thing that a bunch of creators were doing where they were like showing like their house, their new car, um, all like their expensive things that they have, how much money they're making and being like, this is what OnlyFans got me. Just like showing off the amount of money they were making on OnlyFans, which is problematic in itself, but it's, that's the problems in that I won't get into. So let me just, let me just read you. A few months ago, I was mindlessly, mindlessly scrolling TikTok when I first noticed it. The algorithm was showing me video after video of OnlyFans creators participating in a trend at the time. Uh, participants, all women, highlighted the money and material rewards their spicy content has given them, like a new house, a hot car, luxury vacations, etc. It was a fun way to participate in something hashtag trending. Creators could promote their business while also basking in their success. Everyone appeared to be in good spirits, confident and proud. But then I noticed the comments of these videos and was shocked to see an onslaught of presumably straight men ruining the good vibes by insulting these women and mocking their success. Comments in the vein of, you're going to regret this years from now, and get a real job, and good luck finding a husband, show up repetitively in all of these videos. What I want to get into, though, is what I felt upon reading comment after comment from men insulting these women with so little regard for the sheer dehumanization of their misogynistic judgmental remarks. Call me naive, but I was truly taken aback. I knew there'd be some, but it wasn't just a negative comment here and there. On many videos, it was an overwhelming majority. So here's where I get into my feelings, my thoughts. With the growing normalization of sex work comes the reactionary hordes of those who oppose it. 
The rise of OnlyFans and similar sites has put sex work in the mainstream more than ever before. It's easy to write off the opposition for men in particular as something like jealousy or bitterness toward women, which is definitely part of it. Um, you know, because now women are able to profit in a way that seems to them, you know, too easy. This monetization of sexual content also brings up the fact that many men are irate at the thought of having to pay for something they believe they deserve free access to on demand. And yet, while all this is true, I think the larger picture of what's happening here is even more severe than that. What I believe is the root of this is fear. Women are more independent now than we've ever been in the history of womanhood. We are truly living in an age in Western society where we can live long, fulfilling, and satisfying lives without men. In the past decade or so, not only has our independence grown, but our self-awareness as well. We see our worth and our value on a larger scale and are learning with greater understanding our boundaries and emotional needs. We are better encouraged to prioritize ourselves and our mental health ahead of the social pressure to first please men. We've worked to obliterate the myth that rejecting marriage and or traditional motherhood roles is somehow selfish or undesirable. Many women still want these things, of course, don't get me wrong, but not just any man will do anymore. He needs to be the right man. There are still too many men who don't get this aspect of our collective frustration. Many of us still desire romantic and lifelong partnerships, but are finding it hard to meet men who can appreciate that our standards have been raised. We want an equal partnership with men who understand our needs and want to contribute more than just financially. It's on men now to become partners we want, and that shift is creating a lot of anger and, of course, fear. The men who are angry and afraid, who don't want the status quo to change, now appear to be doubling down on the only thing they really have left to hold over us. Slut-shaming. Regardless of the many strides feminism has made, sexual freedom in all its forms is still somehow lacking in not just acceptance, but also respectability. And here's where I kind of, I'm talking about what I kind of said earlier. Both feminists and misogynists have historically agreed on this. Being a slut is, bu- is bad. <laughs> One side viewed it as an objectification and feeding into patriarchism, while the other side viewed it as lacking self-respect or the ability to be a proper wife or mother. Naturally, feminism in its many waves has grown more and more accepting of sex work over the years, acknowledging that the system needs to be changed more so than those participating in it. Letting women have more agency in their sex work while also prioritizing female pleasure has altered how we view women in sex work. However, I still find that collectively, our society holds antiquated notion about the morality and virtue of any openly sexual woman, sex worker or not. To be a woman who prioritizes her sexuality and shows off her sexual prowess is still viewed as vapid, vain, or vulgar. You must lack depth or self-awareness to be publicly participating in such a private thing. And thus, even if your sexuality is considered valid in theory, in practice, it's not actually respected. Because the Madonna whore complex is still our collective norm, Slut-shaming holds power in ways that other kinds of woman-bashing no longer does. 
These men going extra hard on the slut shaming now must instinctively know this or, or subconsciously fear this. Insulting us for being, you know, an unmarried spinster or childless loner doesn't have the same power that insulting us for being a dumb slut does. The good news is, it's still a losing battle for them. They must know this too because they're so clearly afraid of their loss of control. At this point, you may be wondering, how can we end the battle quickly? By supporting sex work openly and vocally and acknowledging the internalized slut-shamer within. Because, again, like I said earlier, being horny is never going away. Those who want to make the most of our newfound independence and pay for a house or car with the power of their horny fan base, they should be able to do so freely and without shame. These creators should also be acknowledged as multifaceted human beings with complex lives and thoughts and plenty of other strengths and skills to boot. Like, if you don't want to see someone who works as a sex worker as more than that, that's, that's something you really need to look down and, and figure out within yourself why, why you can't see a complex human being there. Why you only can view that person in one way. Madonna whore, okay? On a larger scale, the complete normalization of sex work, along with decriminalization of full-service sex work, will eventually force an even more powerful thing to happen. Men will change for the better. I really do believe this. It won't happen in a day, but it will happen eventually. Because at the point, at that point, slut-shaming, okay, wait, sorry. Because at the point slut-shaming has no effect on us, they truly will have nothing left to do other than finally accept that the tables have turned. They will have to find ways to attract us outside of simply holding power. Once an openly sexual woman is able to be seen as more than just a sexual object and is able to live a life free of public shame, her personhood will be established, acknowledged, and respected. The Madonna whore complex will erode because, frankly, we are all Madonnas and we are all whores. The hypocrisy we've had to endure for eons needs to vanish. Sex shouldn't be a dichotomy of both shame and love all at once. Having sex shouldn't be both socially taboo and encouraged. That confusing message is so damaging to the healthy development of children and young adults. If you want to see how that damage plays out, look no further than the comment section of all of all of social media. So what I'm trying to say is it's time we, we pick a side. On one hand, we have a dying culture of repression and misogyny, and on the other, we have a future of empowerment and independence. So when you're asked to choose, the choice is obvious. Choose to let people show you their butthole for money, okay? And don't make it weird, all right? All right. So that's essentially my thoughts, my take, okay? I really do believe that slut-shaming, it's only going to get worse before it gets better. And I under, because I get into these moments where I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, I talked about having sex with this person on my podcast or like, oh, I, you know, people now know this thing happened that I did and is that going to harm me? Is that going to ruin my, you know, reputation? I've, I've had these anxiety thoughts myself. I've, I've slut shamed myself. I understand how easy it is to do, but yeah, 
I, everything's connected. That's, I guess, ultimately what I'm trying to get at is everything's connected. So if, even if you're not a sex worker, even if you don't participate in sex work, supporting sex work and being vocal about your support of sex workers will benefit you in the long run. It will help you in the end, especially if you're a sexually active young woman who wants to find a partner, a male partner. You want to find a male partner who isn't gonna do this slut-shaming bullshit, you know? It's all they have right now. They're clinging desperately to it because it's the last thing that they have. They're so angry. They're so bitter. They're so mad. And this is the last straw, truly. Look, they're trying to take our rights away every day, yada, yada. That's a whole other thing. But, you know, talking about sex positivity, about embracing your sexual freedom, your sexual agency, and if you want to profit off of it, you should be able to. And that shouldn't be like a scarlet letter, you know? It's the 21st fucking century. And I know we're not there yet. There's still a long way to go. But I really do see a future where we're less uptight about sex. We embrace sex as a natural part of human life. And we talk about it with less stigma, less shame. We talk about the pleasure of sex, the positives of sex. We support sex workers. We don't put them in a box as soon as they delve into sex work and that just that's going to help you in your personal life it's going to help you in your dating life you're going to have you're going to feel less shame you're going to not feel so bad about engaging in casual sex you might even stop saying things like Oh yeah, I can only have sex if I have a boyfriend because that's just how I am. I don't know. Because let's be real, that's probably kind of bullshit for a lot of you. That's just my thoughts. Is that a hot take? Maybe. But I have my own friends. My own close friends have slut-shamed me whether they've known it or not. You know? It goes deep. It really does run deep. That's been today's episode. If you want to read the newsletter that I spoke out loud, I will be posting it soon. I might make some edits, so it won't be exactly what I just spoke out loud today. Um, There will be some changes here and there. And I think that's, you know, that's fun, right? We, (laughs) you get to be part of the uh, process here, kind of. Um, But yeah, honestly, if you want to reach out, if you want to talk, if you want to keep this conversation going, um email or dm uh we are on instagram the single pod um actually let me double check that real quick because i know i said something wrong last time okay we are v single pod on instagram we i i am v single pod on instagram and then we are i got the email wrong last time so sorry it's v single podcast at gmail.com not v single pod for the email. It's vsinglepodcast at gmail.com for the email. Reach out. Let's talk. I want to know your thoughts, feelings, concerns, questions, stories, anything and everything. 
Thank you so much for listening. I will be back next time with a guest. Follow the Instagram. I give updates on Instagram. Um, So yeah, appreciate you and talk soon.